Well, right now, I am delighted to be joined by Frank Gavin. And Frank is the founder of the Ramblin' House. Good afternoon, Frank. How are you? Good afternoon, Kira. I'm not too bad. Well, tell us, when did you found this? How did you come up with the idea? Or what, I suppose, sparked the initiative to start this? Well, I suppose the idea came to me after I met some people from Kilkenny and Tipperary. Um, it seemingly the, the, the Rambling House was a big thing in those counties. Um, we, I, I was down in Mayo and I met a couple of people and they were in a hurry home to go to the Rambling House. And I said, what is that? So they told me it was a replica of the old days of the Ramling House and um, that they, they loved it and there was one on in a different place every week. So then, um, of course, in, that was back in 2015 and uh, in 2016 we were looking for something to do for Culture Night. So I said, geez, wouldn't the, the Ramling House be a good idea? So we had it here in the parish of Fohana and it was a huge success. It was so, um, people enjoyed it so much that they actually wanted it on again. So just before Christmas, we put it on again and we've had it in a good few places. And then COVID came along and this is our first uh, night back on Saturday night in Orleans and Castle Blakeney. Um, We're expecting a, a big turnout. Well, this is it, and I suppose the Ramblin' House goes back from generation to generation. I suppose people would have called into houses from one another and they would have sang back then. But for maybe anyone listening in, what does that really mean, Ramblin' House? For anyone maybe that mightn't have been part of those generations that were used to that or they may not have grown up in that, for listeners listening in, what would that have entailed? Well, it was uh, back in the in the early days, of course, before radio or television or any sort of entertainment, People went rambling, what was called rambling, that they went from house to house to try and entertain themselves with cards and music and dancing and whatever. And uh, then it sort of, there was a specific house for a specific uh, thing to do. And it, um, it turned out that a lot of houses would have had music and song and dance. So that's how that came about that um, it was uh, uh, a, a lot of people kept coming and coming and coming and that was their form of entertainment It's amazing isn't it I think going back then and to now and how you guys have just decided to revive the tradition is there many of you that kind of group together we'll say from there have you many rambling houses we'll say all together that you can go between Not particularly We well uh, I suppose to myself um, uh, that has really organised it mostly where, and Vera here Vera Barrett she has helped me a lot in uh, organising people because she knows a lot of people uh, from being involved in the local cultists and uh, I think she likes the idea so Vera is uh, very, a very big help um, it's just that we don't go to houses we just do it in local halls and uh, preferably local halls uh, rather than pubs. But we have done it in, in pubs and we will be doing it next Saturday night in a pub. Well, this is it. So you have another event coming up next Saturday night. So tell us all about that. Well, um, it was hard to get going um, again. Um, but uh, Vera 
was egging me on to do it again and I'm delighted she did because um, we seem to be having a, a big response to it a lot of uh, talented people and that's another thing it brings out um, a lot of talent that you wouldn't otherwise see in the area yeah. so um, uh, Vera is a great help in that direction because of course she's a, a huge talent herself and um, I think we, you'll be hearing her playing her, her song later on and um, it, she's, she's a huge help in that area, uh, known a lot of people and known a lot of talented people, that um, so like, we're 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 getting a huge response. To we're wondering now, is it going to be big enough the venue for Saturday night? Well, this is the thing, and it's a huge social element. I suppose with the pandemic and things like that, we had been so isolated for so long, so people are just dying to get out to socialise, to meet people, and again, as you pointed out there, you know, new talents emerging that you may not have been aware of in the community. Is there kind of any little, we'll say, little antidotes that come to mind of it? Was the experiences in the last one that really kind of pointed out to you or stood out to you? Uh, not really. It's just it, there was one thing there I, I neglected to mention that uh, I noticed that people enjoy the idea of of the the concept of the of the the rambling house. Just that it it brings them back maybe to their childhood. Yes. And the other thing was that. It's if we could get as many young people to see what went on or give them an idea of what went on in, we'll say, my young days, even though I don't ever remember seeing a rambling house um, and I'm the age I am, uh, we won't go into the age, um, but I don't ever remember seeing a rambling house, but it's, it's just the idea that, that, that what went on in certain houses that... There was all sorts of entertainment and it went on until the early hours of the morning without any alcohol at all. Well, this is the thing. And here's a funny one to add to that. Um, I think definitely on the, we'll say the West Coast, I think they did say that that kind of, it, it died down a little mm. bit there. I know we still have the stations and things like that that still kind of go on rarely enough as well. I know the pandemic definitely impacted that. But um, over at Wicklow side, I actually was lucky enough to had had grandparents that participated in that a lot. Was saying evenings you didn't know who was going to come in. Was say a few mm. nights of the week, but again it was that the door was always open, the tea was always on, and again it that's it's so rare nowadays to come across that. So what an amazing initiative to be able to bring that back and as was partake in something that's been so culturally. As I said, um, it seems to be a big thing. We'll say Kilkenny, Carlow, Tipperary, uh, the further south you go, it seems to be more of that sort of thing going on. And uh, it's it's a different sort of entertainment that, that people should sort of look at and maybe take it in. And if they enjoy it, they enjoy it. And if they don't, they don't. Um, as I say, it's preferable... To um, to maybe do it in a in a in a in a country hall rather than a bar because you get a lot of noise in bars and whatever. But we we can't be choosy. <laughs> well, this is it, and I suppose it's getting out there, getting these things promoted. But yourself, Frank, what what talent are you? Do you play an instrument or anything? Or what would you say do you do? How do you partake on the night? We'll say I know you do all the well, organising and I a huge amount of organising. I suppose if I was persuaded, I might <laughs> I might give a song. But other than that, I just try and organise the thing and do the MC as well. 
Amazing. So that's Amazing. that's basically my input. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about that. And I know I'm also here joined by Vera Barrett. And Vera's going to tell us about her long-standing, um, amazing career. And I know you teach as well, Vera. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Fine. So tell us, when did your love of music and passion really begin? i say I was about three. And my mother was a singer. And she had um, a real wealth of old type ballads. That was what she used to sing. And um, we would go to the station houses when in the local area when they be on, and I would always be asked. And I was only like three, four at the time, and I had a few little girly songs, you know, that I used to sing child songs. And out of that, then I started. When I got older, I started to learn the bigger songs. And then I went to school in up in Esker in Ballymacourt in the parish of Ballymacourt, yeah. and my teacher was an All Ireland champion over and over. A fella called Seamus Duffy from uh, County Mayo and uh, we were there was two things in in when I was in school you were either in a sewing class or you were in a singing class and my sewing left a lot to be desired (laughs) so I was put into a singing class at maybe six and he came down one day and we were doing the spinning wheel and um, he pulled me out of the lineup. And we uh, and that was his, and he started then to coach me for uh, competitions. Amazing over the years then, and uh, I would travel with Seamus to the competitions, and um, all the way in the car we I would be singing and going over the songs, and he'd be coaching me right through up until the time of the competition. So I sang all over Ireland and in England and America. Oh my God! So you've travelled all over, yeah. and tell us for anyone listening as well, what some of these pieces have been. Or I know you do traditional as well, but for anyone listening as well, they may not be familiar. They might be from a different cultural background. <coughs> yeah, can you give us a bit of an insight? Oh, well, there would that? be a ballad like we say, the ballad uh, of Parig Oak McCree, and that would be very much a, a type of a song that would be more aimed, I suppose, at, at the older age group that would remember who we're talking about, Parig Pierce, yeah. and then. Um, Una One was another one. I, I competed in both English and Irish to a certain level. And then I dropped the Irish because, um, well, you know, my Irish wouldn't have been as good as, as the people that would come from Connemara and, you know, from the Gwaeltocks in Donegal and Kerry and Cork. So I kind of stuck with the English then. And um, I moved over then at one point to England and lived over there for a while and competed over there. Wow. Uh, wrote songs and competed and won the All England. And in 2017, phenomenal. this year I won. Uh, this uh, in 2017 I won the All Ireland here wow. in Ennis. Yeah, the new. You're Ennis. something else. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're amazing because it, you. you know, but it just goes to show like this huge dedication. I know it with with singers is a lifestyle as well that's yeah. gone in an absolute love. What would you say? Have you kind of any memories that come come to mind of your favourite moments? Oh, when I won the or, the All England and when I won, of course, the first comment that I won, I was. Seven. Wow. And um, I remember there was a concert that evening then for the prize winners and I had to be lifted up onto the stage in Hume. I was so little. I was very <laughs> little. And a big mad head of hair like. But yeah, I had a, I had a great career with the singing without a doubt. You know, and I know so many people. I met so many people, you know. And in 2017, I was lucky enough then to be picked for the, the coldest tour of Ireland and Britain. Wow. So I did that in the October. And... Uh, I, I actually toured with a, with a girl, Ashling Murphy. Ah. Ashling yes. was one of our fiddle players. Wow. Yeah. 
a lovely girl, Lord mercy on her. And uh, in, in we held uh, that weekend that she passed away so tragically, we held a lovely vigil in the village of Castle Blakeney, a candlelight vigil. And um, because I'm involved in Colt at Colt Aaron and I'm on the executive in Dublin, we had uh, another evening in Dublin for her in the headquarters in Monkstown, you know. Ah, oh, God rest yeah. her. Very, very talented musician. And oh, she was. A beautiful, yeah. a beautiful light to have on stage, wasn't it? Isn't it beautiful to have those lovely memories yeah. as well to look back Absolutely. on? Absolutely, yeah. I definitely have to say, Ireland is it's, it's so full of talent, isn't it? Yeah, in Absolutely. the trad scene, in every area. And I think yeah. that the trad scene is it's getting bigger. It's yeah. growing. It's going. It goes global across the seas to America, as you said. You've toured as well. And have you been? I'd say you've been to so many places. Oh yeah, I mean, right up into the Canadian border in the Catskill Mountains as one summer. Wow. Yeah, done done a lot of travelling over the years and uh, kind of um, cutting back a bit on it now, obviously. But you know, uh, I still do the singing, and I'm doing the Rambling House on Saturday night with with. Frank Gavin, and um, we're we're kind of collaborating on that. Well, he's the main man, but like I, I'm the secretary, if you like. Absolutely, you do. And this is the thing; it's going to be amazing. I know you're going to be performing as well in the night. Yeah. But one thing I'm particularly very interested to ask you as well is when did the songwriting come about? When did you? When begin? I lived in England. Okay. Yes. That was the first song I wrote, and uh, we were in business that time in England. I remember sitting in the kitchen one day, and uh, just, I don't know, it just came. And I put it down as a, as a book coming to me. Then I made the little changes, you know, as you would. Afterwards, you'd see, yeah, I could do that line a bit better now, and I could do this and that. So, mm. yeah, so that was the song that won the All England. That was the song yeah. that won the All the England? Yeah. Wow, and, and I suppose the story and things like behind that family was It was a local song. It was called uh, Glantan Hill, and that's where I was born, at the top of Glantan Hill. Yeah. Wow. So that's the that was that song, and I wrote about twenty in total. Then in in between, 20. yeah, and about these that. have all been published. They've all you've all. Uh, they're they're yes, they are on the CD uh, on the first CD that I did. All of them are on that, and the second CD I cut in was after the All Ireland win, and uh, there's only the one song on that CD, and it's called The Ballad of Mary Spain. Amazing, and I know as well you've wrote one as well for the tune. That's it. Yeah, the Mary Spain. That's it. Yeah. Wow. And guys, we'll definitely be hearing that as well on the show in a few moments. But the Rambling House, tell us, when is, again, the, the time, the location for anyone listening in, maybe they didn't catch it earlier on in the interviews? Oh, the Rambling House is happening on Saturday night next, which is the 26th of November. And we will be in Nolan's Lounge in Castle Blakeney. And it's a lovely, homely place. You know, it's it's not a big open lounge now because the lady that owns it, she's very handy with a sewing machine and she has it done really like an extended kitchen. Ah, it's just beautiful. It's ideal um, for what we are doing now. So, so we have the you know, singer and the sewer together. We have the perfect balance yeah. in one place. I yeah. think it's amazing. So, for anyone listening, maybe they're a bit nervous, but they'd love to go. What would your advice be? Oh, absolutely. Be? Come along. And if they wish to sing a song or do anything, whether we have a, a marvellous Shanahi coming, a storyteller, Pat Ward. He's getting an award on the night. And we also have another musician from our branch, uh, Pat Dalton. So both of them are being awarded on the night for, for their contribution over the years, you know, to mummers and different things. And they would have done the, the rambling house for Frank prior to Saturday night because he had three or four before that in different locations, you know. Amazing. So um, we have people coming. We have um, a box player and friends coming from the far side of Elianus. 
Um, we have a wow. we have Kevin Rohan and everybody knows Kevin Rohan of Rodney's Glory fame. Yeah. And Kevin is bringing a few on the night. And we have John Rathery, Tomas Leiden. We have all the singers uh, from a session that goes on for Monday night. Something you might like to look at again in the future. Absolutely. It goes on every Monday night in the Malt House in Montpellier. Okay. And it's all kinds of singing. It's not any particular genre. It's all kinds of singing. And so I go down some Monday nights. So they're coming as well. Amazing. So the, there'll be a mix. Be fabulous mix. Imer Barrett, great box player from Montpellier. Uh, people that That's will right, be in the That's right, Imer there at the last yes. three yes. barns. Yes. Now, he is something else. And, and we have, as I said, we have Connie coming from outside Belly Harness. And she spent years touring with the Shasky and Kayleigh Band with Kevin Rowan. Wow. So they're going to meet after a long time on Friday, on Saturday night in Castle Bacon. So there will be, yeah, yeah, there'll be tunes galore and songs. And, uh, you know, we have a Shannos dancer who lives locally as well. He's coming. And, uh, yes, it, it should be a good night. Absolutely. Well, guys, you heard it there now. You have to get out, support. And definitely, if you have a talent, maybe you're a little bit nervous, don't be a bit afraid. Come on out. They have a fantastic atmosphere and everyone's more than welcome. And there'll be amazing fun to be had on the night. Yes, it will. And we're looking forward. And Frank and myself and uh, Frank's wife, Mary, will be there. And we'll be there to welcome people. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that everybody will mix together and play tunes together and get to know new tunes and different things like that it's it's about you know it's about community. just community at its best that's what it is it's community at its best i think it's amazing amazing well well done guys t i'm definitely looking forward to hearing about all more on the night no problem have yeah. a fabulous thank evening thanks thank a million you. thank you